Welcome to Trying Days, The Journey, conversations with publisher Chris Milligan. I am Bruce DeTorres. Chris publishes suppressed information, books that the mainstream does not want us to see, about 100 books over the past 20 years. He himself researched and has written about so-called conspiracy theories for decades, trying to expose much that's hidden behind the curtain. He's going strong at 71 years of age. Chris, Georgia votes for senators today. How are you? What shall we talk about? Or shall I ask you some questions? Uh, we live in an interesting world. It's, it's really sad that we have to go through all this uh, BS. We've got people saying this, people saying that, you know. What is a person to do? Why did I start this? Why did I start doing all this? You know, I mean, children, you know, uh, uh, the future, you know, the world that they're that they're going to live in. You know, I mean, my my dad took me aside, you know, told me some very strange stuff that I didn't understand. If I hadn't found anything that that confirmed, you know, what I was looking at, you know, I, I would have dropped it because it didn't make uh, my life any easier. And I, you know, and I, I talk about the, the journey here. You know, I mean, I went through a, an incredible journey looking, you know, looking at this stuff and then, you know, well, coming to the conclusion, well, you know, uh, uh, we've got some fairly uh, mean, nasty folks out there that that really play horrific games. And, and then, you know, uh, like I say, you know, I, I started looking at what I call CIA drugs. And then, and then um, when you look at first, that part is all very uh, insidious. You, you find, you'd get in some book and there'd be some uh, American general, you know, uh, explaining, well, you know, the world's a sordid place, you know, and, and if uh, you want to be able to do something, you've got to be the, the big butt on the bench. Making excuses you know, for, for the actions uh, that they're doing, it weighs heavy on, on, on your heart, you know, for to, to see people, uh, uh, you know, first, first in the, the CIA drugs, the, the narcotics part, you know, thinking, well, okay, you know, we'll, we'll uh, use this and, and make money. It doesn't make any, you know, I mean, and it causes so, so many uh, problems in, 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 in the world. And then when you get to CIA drugs, the dark side, and you, you start running into the MK Ultra and all of this stuff. And then you start running into all this other multi-generational milieus. You know, it, it, it causes a, a person to uh, pause a bit and, and, and look at it. And you know, well, right, there is, right there is kind of like the fork in the road that it's the loss of innocence. It's the shock and the horror of, oh, my gosh, this is how the world, quote unquote, really works. And then... Either someone pretends they don't know it because they just have to go on living their life with their job. They don't they don't go on the journey to confirm it or, or find even more horrors, which is which is really all it is. You're, you're you're publishing books to fortify people with more and more and more of the horrors, so to speak, compared to keeping your head in the sand and believing what we learn in school and church and what the, what the government and the media tells us. So that's a that's a huge problem and you, you you began with uh how sad it is that this is kind of quote unquote reality and yet you're in the business of exposing and muckraking more and more and more and more to kind of prove 
how corrupt and phony our institutions are. And yet for the sake of our children, you obviously believe we've got to know the, the true horrors of how these things really, really work. And before this conversation's over, we're going to explore what do we need to know? What do we have to look forward to? Where is the hope in the empowerment of all this alternative reality, if not truth, about how the world really works? That's a lot for uh, 7.30 in the morning for you, Chris. Again, it's a double-edged sword. You know, I mean, you have people that, you know, say, well, don't look into conspiracy theory at all. Don't don't look into these conspiracies at all, because then it opens up all this big can of worms. And but we're already living in a in a, in a can of worms. We're, we're living in, in a terrible can of worms. And, and even where truth masquerades as lies or lies masquerade as truth. And, and you have people that that, you know, use honest work in a dishonest way. You know, uh, it's like uh, Michael Rupert, okay? Michael Rupert uh, was a big person in CIA drugs and then uh, went to 9-11. And, you know, I, I watched him work what I call the uh, conspiracy theory two-step tango. You know, okay, well, we've got a real conspiracy here, you know, and we're, we're, we're managing it to a certain extent, okay? And going through that time, I could, you know, because we had other people out of the shadows who were spooks that were trying to, you know, manage the whole, the whole narrative, okay? And then we have the situation where you see that they're sending in people that had gone through the MK Ultra uh, spokesman to, to, to really control the narrative. That, you've described that in many of these conversations in the 20-some in the episodes of The Journey with all of the authors. That's typically what they do. They want to just they infiltrate to control every nuance and variant of a narrative, don't they? Uh, right, right. And, you know, it's, it's, it's very interesting to, to see which narratives uh, that they allow to get more uh, traction uh, so that it, it, it enables in, in the... In the uh, psychological warfare it's like you know um we were in uh, uh new orleans at one of the oswald things and and you know you had roger stone okay uh start showing up in, at, at at these things you know and uh, you know he, he he brought something there i mean he was a, a good friend to nixon he got uh, some things from nixon because these conspiracies aren't what they're played out to be what they're you know you you yeah. don't really bring you you play Nixon, okay? You 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 don't bring him into the conspiracy. You you, you play him, and it's like I just right. And then he disseminates to a stone what he's been spun to believe. At a core, you have people that are doing you know things like Roger Stone does. You know, uh, excuse my language, rat fucking, uh, using uh, uh, you know real conspiracies in a way to manipulate other people. It's like you know, that, that conspiracy two-step tango, I, I watched uh, uh, Rupert take people, you know, say, okay, you believe in this conspiracy, okay, and now I'm going to take you on to this conspiracy, and then I'm going to take you on to a, another one and just keep you, and, and where did he end up, okay, he went from, you know, CIA drugs uh, to 9-11 to the big conspiracy he wanted everybody to focus on was peak oil, okay, now, uh, right. Who benefits from that? And and uh, so the oil companies. Well, the, the oil companies and and the whole uh, uh, the whole narrative. I mean, the Leviathan that 
you know, my years of, of, of looking at it and study, the, it, it really is correct in, in it, it's a way that they, because it, it's about control. And again, it's mining, metal, and money. It, and I came to that because looking at Skull and Bones and, and looking at it as a social historian and looking at the people who are in it, looking at their jobs, what they do, who they're related to, blah, 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 blah. You, you, could, you could see that in the structure. If you want to control things, and money is a big control factor in what we do, you know, and so if you control the mining, where the metal comes from, that the money's supposed to be based on, then you're in a real good position. And then this middle thing with the drugs, guns, and oil, and that very active level where they use that, the, their control over the drugs, over the oil, uh-huh. and over the guns to get the world into its position. Okay. Right. That's almost like the show level. That's the nation states that the guns implies all the wars over these kind of things. Right. That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the active. And that's um, one reason why I worked very, very hard here in... Um, in Oregon to uh, first make marijuana legal. And then, you know, we've we just started this thing here in Oregon where, where drugs are basically decriminalized because the prohibitions have nothing to do with our health, our children, our community. They have to do with keeping in place a black market which allows them to sell plants for more than gold. The bottom level is where this thing meets the road where they, they go for the control over the people, okay? And the first one, of course, is media because, you know, that's where a lot of the narrative comes from. And then uh, movies slash music, and those are supposed to be, you know, come up from the culture, but they have to control that or, the, you know, it'll, it'll bite them. And then, uh, quote, unquote, magic, the ability to hoodwink us to make us think something else is going on. And then their preponderance on using these mass trauma rituals, 9-11, the event that changed the world. To, to solidify uh, it, yeah, to, to bind us to their narrative spin of that ritual event, that traumatic event. And JFK, and even, even if it wasn't contrived, Pearl Harbor, they learned from history, like, wow, it's these horribly frightening events that regress us into our, our frightened childhood, and we really grab those authority figures, and we can be led by uh, duplicitous people in power. Right. And then, you know, we have to look at, okay, now, why, why are these secret societies doing this? What's their, what's their, what's their gig? You know, why, why are they doing this? You know, I mean, is, is it the Georgia Guidestones? I mean, is that why they're doing this? You know, they, there's, there's too many people on the planet and blah, 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 blah. And, 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 and all of this. So, and you've been studying secret societies for decades and you compiled fleshing out skull and bones, which I think is everything that a lay person could, could know about skull and bones without becoming best friends with a real, you know, old time member of it. So why are the secret societies doing it, doing all this to us? Well, it, it, you know, they have quote unquote mystical, magical uh, reasoning. Uh, you look at, uh, at Skull and Bones and they were, they were uh, hyper-Calvinist. And, you know, the, the Calvinists had uh, come over here to the uh, America. It was a new world. Uh, the world was going to hell in a handbasket. Seems to be all, all the time. It's always going to hell in a handbasket. 
they were going to come over here and be part of the uh, 144,000 and, and, you know, be with Christ and blah, 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 blah. 1600s or 1700s? Uh, in the uh, 1600s. Uh, and, you know, Skull and, uh, Skull and Bones, uh, these Calvinists uh, settled New Haven. Uh, then you had the Enlightenment come in in the late in the uh, 1700s and uh, all this Western magical uh, tradition and, and all of this, which is very dualistic. And you take that and you, you kind of marry that with the uh, Calvinist. And that's that's what you end up with. And yeah, New it, Haven, home of Yale, home of Skull and Bones. Right, and, How much was the Illuminati uh, agenda or, or, or ideology inside or informing Skull and Bones? Uh, most definitely. Most definitely. And I mean, the Illuminati, you know, I mean, you had a very interesting period there in the uh, 16, 1700s. You know, you had the Reformation going on. You had... Uh, and so you had Catholics dressing up as Protestants, creating secret societies. You had Protestants dressing up as Catholics, uh, starting secret societies. And you just had uh, this real mess. And I mean, and again, they're a, uh, they're a method of, of control uh, that people use. And you have situations where going back to uh, Queen Elizabeth and John Dee, I mean, they would use these um, mystical things for political purposes and intelligence purposes so you know and just and just to really show we know what we're talking about what that was maybe in and as the masons were one of these prominent groups in it because skull and bones wasn't technically formed until 1832 but the masons were those were the the bigwigs of the colonial period the revolutionary founding period uh juggling these illuminati yeah. and magical uh ideas no Right. Well, you you know, I mean, you had the the Grand Orient uh, Masons out of out of France, and then you had the uh, Freemasons in Britain. So it, it it's a real morass and a and a real minefield. And the problem that you know I I would find is that these people are using secrecy to lie, cheat, and steal. We live in a rather sophisticated age, and like I say, we've got a lot of players, a lot more players now and a lot more agendas. I mean, you know, a lot of people don't realize that Watergate really changed a lot of the way how government works. It, 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 threw, a lot, it threw a lot more lawyers in there. And I mean, it's real easy to, to you know, be anti-government and say, oh, the government's screwing up our lives and blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's a, a pretty easy pitch to, to, to sell. You know, you can you you can sell that, but is, is that really what we need? You know, what we need. Some people say that you know, government. We don't need government. Well, I disagree. If Watergate ushered in the participation of lawyers to come in and do what re-strengthen the secrecy and, and to no re-strengthen the people's power in government. In, in in I would say in certain areas. Uh, the, the lawyers don't allow uh, the level of um, perfidy that was going on uh, when Dulles was running the CIA and other things. Uh, lawyers working for whom? We the people? We the people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why did, you know, uh, why did Trump try and get rid of all these inspector generals? OK, I mean, that was one thing that, that Watergate brought in was these inspector generals who, who, who gave over overview. 
I mean, we live on such a, a, a beautiful planet here, okay? And we've got people trashing it, you know, uh, and trashing uh, us people, you know, for political and uh, commercial reasons. And it's, it's, it, it's really sad. And I, I, I just think that, I guess what I've thought is that, you know, more, more, more information, more communication, uh, a better understanding of the situation that we're in can lead to, I mean, how did the United States of America come about? It, it, it came about through years, years and years of, you know, dealing with the boot stamping on the back of our neck, yeah. okay? And trying to bring about government of the people, by the people and for the, you know, I mean, that's not a, a bad concept. No, and, and we tried like, like, dutiful subjects of the king, if not obedient children who wanted, you know, the, the love of the father to ask nicely for a redress of our grievances. And all along the way, we got stonewalled, stonewalled, stonewalled. And Benjamin Franklin says it's really because when they finally conscripted our money and, and demanded how the money would be controlled, that we said, well, no thanks. I, I love this concept that something will happen when enough of us know in the face of the, the limiting freedom and, and the loss of our rights and, the, and our, those who lie, cheat and steal under the cloak of secrecy. When enough of us know what's, you know, dissolve the secrecy, the, you know, the, the, the imagination and the energy of young people who are who could fall in love with the idea of, of their rights can dissolve the, the systems of control that are standing on our throats right now. Right. Well, uh, we have basically here, what, uh, two political parties here in the United States these days. And you have one political party that is trying to expand the franchisement of voting to everybody so that they can have power. And then you have the other one that is trying to disenfranchise people to keep in power. And then uh, we've got this whole situation with uh, COVID, which has uh, just thrown everybody into a, 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 a bit of a tizzy. And from my standpoint, I, I don't think it's a pandemic, but I do think that once the chum is in the water, you've got uh, people that are going to play it for everything uh, that, they, that, they, that it's worth. And again, one of the biggest targets of the psychological warfare from many different people is our form of government, is the United States of America, uh, a, a republic that is uses democratic institutions. They'd rather see autocracy, all, all this type of stuff. It, it, it's easier to control one person than it is to control a lot of people. To control a lot of people, you got, you got to play some real, real heavy games. To play to control just you know a few people it takes uh, uh, less so these last couple of years have been you know exhausting and and, and I and I don't think it's going to get any easier uh, this is going to be a very very interesting year and what happens I think you know during this year is going to uh, preclude uh, our you know what our what our children and their children and their children and their children get to get to live in i mean because the the lockdown ability the ability of an overseer to uh control people their actions is most definitely there technologically the the means is uh, 
stronger than it's ever been. You know, that technology can be used to either flower our great uh, planet or it can lock down our planet. So the books that you're publishing are getting out there and they are meant to empower folks, open their minds to find that small percentage of the population that either gets outraged enough or inspired enough to do things, to talk about what you just talked about, a constitutional uh, republic, a democratic republic based on the ideals of the founding. I love this idea that every human needs a mother and a father, a mother to love and comfort us. They're there, you're safe, everything's okay, great. And then a father to encourage us and empower us and say, you can do it. You're as good as anybody else out there. Come on, we got a lot to do today. And that's our job as adults, to love and encourage each other and to love and encourage everyone who can hear our voice because we resonate to that emotionally. And by golly, we've got to trust that these truths will set us free and ignite our ability to, to take responsibility and to question everything, to not just automatically believe the lockdown measures that are being imposed upon us. And that's what your books empower and equip everybody to do. They really, really do. Trinday.com. What are you most excited about? What are you, what We've got, said about- I've got, I got a, a good book coming out called The History of the Goddess. There is, there is a uh, Earth Mother or whatever you want to you call it. But you know the other other thing I'm very excited about is 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 John Barber and um, next uh, eleven twenty two being in D.C. because we aren't going to get what we uh, what we want by just sitting back and and reading. Uh, it's going to take uh, direct action. We're going to have to push these people. But I, I I think we can you know push our government into what it is that we want. And, and, but it, they aren't going to do it without the people pushing them. They aren't going to do it because there's a lot of people, uh, you know, off to the side, giving them all kinds of reasons why not to. But I think that, you know, if we, the people, uh, step up and I think we can put, because the understanding, the knowledge is here. There's no reason why we can't, you know, and, and, and so that's what it's going to take is, is action. And, and it's going to take jeopardy. Because uh, no uh, no change happens without uh, without jeopardy. Good change, honest change. When does the goddess come out? Um, it's coming out in in February. In February, we, you know, and we've got your book coming out. And mm -hmm. uh, a, a little understanding can go a long way. What what's the major theme or thesis of the goddess? Basically, uh, the patriarchy. Uh, uh, shoved the goddess into a uh, closet and um, she's got to come out yeah yeah and 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 balance the energies right that can save us alone she can't save us but probably balancing all these forces isn't that funny for days now i've been obsessed with this mother father thing like we have to parent ourselves we have mental health to the extent that we can love they're there everything's all right and Come on, you can do this. Give it a try that we can do that to ourselves. We can mother and father and parent ourselves. What's the November 22nd commemoration of the JFK assassination coming up this year with John Barber that you were alluding to? Going to DC and, and uh, is it to go to the, stand in front of the Department of Justice and demand justice, demand justice for JFK. I, I think we need to uh, ramp it up and, and, and do it. Okay, onwards. Onward.